Welcome to Disclaimers Aside, a podcast where I share the raw and honest stories of people in my community, Disclaimers Aside. I'm your host, Aisada Amadou, and let's dive into the episode. Hello, everyone. I cannot believe it's already March. It feels like the first two months of the year always go by so quickly. January, I mean, is the start of the new year. And so I feel like in the month of January, you're like so busy focusing on new year, new me, a mindset and trying to make your goals kind of like come alive. And I think this January, especially I went through a lot. So that made the month just go by that much quicker. But then also, February is also just such a short month and also just coming back to campus recently, I've been so busy. I was really worried about winter quarter before it started because people always have something to say about winter quarter, like notoriously winter quarter at UC Santa Cruz is always the worst. Um, It's the longest quarter because there's really no break at all in between the quarter and there's also daylight savings so the days are shorter it gets darker a lot quicker and i don't know about you guys but with daylight savings for me i just feel like once the sun goes down my level of productivity goes down i was also kind of afraid of the rain because i had always heard that during winter quarter like it notoriously rains a lot and as someone who grew up in orange county like i love when it rains i always loved the few rare instances that it would rain in orange county but orange county rain and santa cruz rain are two different things in orange county it can rain and it'll still be like nice and sunny outside in santa cruz you're in the forest it rains it gets dark you almost can't even tell the difference between night and day so when it rains in santa cruz it's not as fun but honestly so far in winter quarter it hasn't rained once which is very very surprising and surprisingly i've just been enjoying my time on campus especially this quarter kind of knowing my way around things it's made kind of navigating campus a lot better i've also taken a break from vlogging uh in the month of february and i talked about this a little bit on my youtube channel but The reason why I took a break from vlogging was because I was just feeling a little burnt out in terms of my vlogging. I felt like my vlogs were getting very, very repetitive in nature and it was becoming more difficult to come up with fresh ideas for my vlogs and fresh content. So I decided to take February off from that and that was the best decision that I could have ever made because... The month of February, as I mentioned before, has been insane insane in terms of school and work and just like everything else going on in my life. So it was really nice to just have this month almost as a little mini break from YouTube. I was still editing videos, but before I came back to campus, I pre-filmed a couple videos at home. And so I really only just had to like edit a couple videos here and there. I'm excited to be going into the month of March with some fresh new content. I feel like it's going to be very exciting to vlog for the first time this week. I'm looking forward to it. So youtube.com slash Amadou. Check in question for this week. What are three things you guys want to focus on this week? 
This is a prompt that I always answer in my planner. I have a planner from Papier and I love it. It's an undated daily planner, but every week before the start of every week, it has a really nice reflection page, which is really nice to like fill out on Sundays because Sundays are like my reset days. So one of the questions that it asks are, what are three things you want to focus on every week? And I think this is really nice because then at the end of every week, I like to look back and see if... I did actually focus on those three aspects and typically I make like a master to-do list for the week and I tailor that master to-do list around those three goals to try and make sure that I am hitting those targets. So for me, there are the three things that I want to focus on this week. Number one is fasting. I have a couple days left that I need to pay back from Ramadan and usually I'm on things and usually I try and get them done before January like every year I wait until the time changes and um, the sun sets earlier in the day so then the fasting day is shorter I usually like to get all my days done kind of over Thanksgiving break or winter break unfortunately this year it just did not happen I could come up with so many excuses basically Thanksgiving break I don't even remember exactly what happened but I think Thanksgiving break was short so I wanted to enjoy my time at home and then winter break we had people over and I really should have gotten a couple days done then but I didn't. So the month of January, I told myself by the end of January, I am going to have all my days paid back. And then the month of January was just insane. Got COVID, had my wisdom teeth taken out, and I just never got around to it. So what I've been trying to do is fast two days a week. I had six days in total, so it's going to take me like three weeks to get through them but ramadan is fastly approaching it is around the corner it's april 2nd i want to believe i believe this year so i really have been trying to just get that done because if you aren't muslim and you're not familiar with ramadan i'm planning on doing an entire episode on ramadan when it comes around this year inshallah but it's a holy month where muslims fast basically women don't fast when they're on their monthly cycle so you have to pay those days before the next ramadan so that's what i mean by fasting i want to finish up all of my days before ramadan because that's like the deadline that you have the next thing i really want to focus on is my internship um just catching up on work just in general with that and really just getting more on top of all of the different projects that i'm working on for that and the last aspect that i want to focus on is enrollment because this upcoming week is enrollment i'm pre-recording this episode on a friday friday february 18th this upcoming week is enrollment uc santa cruz is on the quarter system and so usually around week seven week eight is when you're enrolling for next quarter's classes i met with my advisor this past week just like a little check-in to see how I'm doing with like my major and everything like that and I really recommend that you do meet with your advisor in college it's not like high school where when you have advisors they will hold your hand I feel like in college you really have to do a lot of the planning and work on your own but those resources are there so it's important to kind of like take advantage of that so let me know what are three things you guys want to focus on this week I'm gonna have like a little question on my Instagram story over on the podcast Instagram it's at disclaimers aside if you guys want to go follow that moving on to this week's unpopular opinion disclaimers aside my unpopular opinion for this episode is that someone else's dream school should not be your dream school and what i mean by this is 
the colleges you apply to should be highly specific and tailored to your needs and your dreams. I think it's very, very easy when you're in high school to just apply to the same schools that everyone else is applying to because you think, hey, if it works for everyone else, it'll work for me. But that is not the case. And we will get into that a little more in today's episode. I feel like now it's uh, a good time to kind of introduce what today's podcast episode is going to be about. As the title says, we're going to be talking about college decisions. The month of March is a really, really big month for college decisions and so I wanted to just share some of my advice as someone who went through the process with honestly very little understanding of what college is like. Just a little background of me, I'm a first-gen American. My parents immigrated from Mauritania and I'm the oldest in my family so I didn't really have that older sibling that tells you how to do everything and so I did the best with the resources that I had but along the way I made mistakes throughout the process. At the end of the day mistakes are inevitable and and no matter what you have to just remember that you will end up where you're meant to be and so throughout the process you can really only focus on doing your best and leave the rest in God's hands. But anyways, I graduated high school in the mad year of 2020. That was actually my, I think my my graduation caption was like, graduated nonetheless in the mad year of 2020. And right now I currently attend UC Santa Cruz, University of California, Santa Cruz, and I'm a second year legal studies student. So that's a little bit, just a little bit about me. If you haven't listened to my past podcast episode and this is your first time, joining welcome so when i was applying to schools i think the number one thing looking back when i reflect on that time that i wish i had done was more research i really wish that i had curated the schools that i was applying to as i said more to my needs instead of applying to all of the schools that everyone else was just applying to and i know in this stage of the process as you guys are listening if you guys are seniors in high school it's a little too late for this round of applications but if you're going to be a senior in high school next year please 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 keep that in mind do extensive research really reflect on what you want out of your college experience and what your needs are and search for schools that will fulfill that and really only apply to schools that you would attend if it was literally your only option because i think a lot of the times people will tell you like apply to plenty of safety schools Um, but that doesn't necessarily have to mean just applying to random schools just because your stats will fit it. Apply to schools that, based on your stats, you think you're probably going to get in, but schools that, like, have other aspects to it as well that benefit what you need out of college. In terms of touring schools, I recommend to tour, ideally if you can, as many of the schools that you're thinking about applying to actually before you apply. I did this a little bit. Kind of the approach I went was, as I mentioned, I'm from Orange County, so so I toured schools kind of around me. So I toured um, UC Irvine because UC Irvine is literally in my backyard. I also toured UCLA because UCLA was about an hour away, and then I also toured UC San Diego that was also an hour away. But I wish I had toured more. UC Riverside was an hour away as well but I never really went and toured there and in general just like I wish I'd just apply I had toured to as many schools as possible could have toured UC Santa Barbara I at one point probably could have toured Santa Cruz but honestly I I don't think I knew too much about Santa Cruz before 
I actually applied and got into the school. But just tour as many schools that you can before you apply. It's a great way to kind of like narrow down your schools immediately. Um, that way you don't have to waste your time applying to schools that you're not going to even consider going to. And it's, it's really, I recommend that because it's just in case you don't have the opportunity to apply tour schools after decisions because decisions come in March and then you have until May so you might not have the opportunity to tour every single school that you got into especially if you got if you're applying to a wide range of schools in different locations it can get pretty expensive trying to like tour different schools in different locations so if you're for example in the bay area because you're spending your spring break in San Francisco. Tour UC Berkeley, tour Stanford, tour Santa Cruz, tour the schools in the area that you are in while you're there because it'll help you a lot when you're trying to make your decision later on. You can always tour schools again after getting in because I know that's something that a lot of people say is like, well, I want to wait until after I get in because, you know, you'll have a different mindset. Maybe you'll be looking for different things. So I would say tour as many schools beforehand, narrow your, narrow your list down, and then when you're down to two schools, if you want to go back and tour and you're seriously considering school, you can always go back and tour again. But at least you kind of have an idea, like a full picture idea of like what a school looks like before making that decision. I say that because I didn't really get to tour any of the schools that I got into. It was just an unfortunate situation because, as I mentioned, I graduated in... 2020 so march of 2020 when all of the college decisions were coming out the pandemic really hit hard so it made it really difficult to make the right decision when i didn't really have a full picture of like the schools that i was choosing in between i remember i was trying to make a very difficult decision between uc riverside and santa cruz at one point and i hadn't toured either of the schools that's just something that I wish that I had the opportunity to have because I think seeing what the campus looks like is a big part of your college experience. Okay, dealing with rejection. This is probably the most difficult aspect of college decisions. You're putting everything, like you're pouring your heart out into these applications. You're putting your entire life story out for the world and to get a rejection is difficult no doubt but you can't take it as a personal indicator of your self-worth you have to remember that call getting into college is literally a lottery you literally cannot calculate what aspect of your application can get you into a school or will get you rejected or waitlisted there are just so many factors behind the scenes that we really don't know about it's okay to be sad and in your feels about it for the time that you need to like process that listen to your sad boy playlist but then move forward with your other opportunities remember that when god closes a door he opens a window i remember when i was in high school a perspective that i heard a lot of people recommended kind of going into college decisions with is expecting to get rejected everywhere so that when you get accepted somewhere it's a surprise but when you get rejected it, it's something that you were already expecting and i tried that but i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie it's really hard to get into that mindset i definitely think that overall though rejection is a lot easier to deal with once you get that first acceptance and i was really lucky in the sense that my first college decision that i got back was an early decision for a school that i applied to in new york and it was an acceptance so that was 
a lot easier to deal with because I could kind of focus on that acceptance. So if you have an acceptance already under your belt, focus your energy on that even in the face of rejection and remember that you got into one school which is already amazing. If not, focus on the other exciting things in your life that you're looking forward to like graduation or any exciting summer plans that you have and just try not to really dwell too much on the rejection. Just move forward because you're not going to really gain anything from it. Okay, let's talk about the limbo of waitlist. I have a pretty complicated relationship with waitlist. In general, I feel like waitlists are so, so cruel, and I wish colleges made their waitlists a lot shorter. Like, they just waitlisted people that they most likely thought could get off the waitlist based on, like, previous statistics, because it's literally a state of limbo that you're in right you want to pour your heart and soul into your acceptances but then you have that one dream school that you got waitlisted from that there is a possibility in the back of your mind that you could get into but you know that it's most likely not going to happen and so going into college decisions i was told by people to just treat waitlist as a rejection but then based on my experience which this is just my experience i got waitlisted to three schools including uc santa cruz and i got off two of the three of those waitlists so i would say yes think of waitlists as a rejection in the sense of like focus on your acceptances acceptances because those are actually tangible but also don't completely lose hope especially if you got a waitlist to your dream school. And if it's UC Santa Cruz, if you're listening and you got waitlisted at UC Santa Cruz, don't even worry because when I got here, everyone that I talked to got waitlisted off of Santa Cruz. I don't know what they do with the admissions here, but they waitlist so many people and like most people end up getting off the waitlist. I got off the waitlist very, very quickly. I remember I was shocked that I got waitlisted at Santa Cruz because Santa Cruz was one of my safety schools, if I'm going to be honest, when I was applying. And then I want to say I got off the wait list in May, April or May, maybe not even June. It was definitely before I graduated. It was very, very early on. So my theory is that they waitlist just a ton of people and most people get off that waitlist. I don't know. I really don't know what admissions is doing behind the scenes, but if it's Santa Cruz that you're worried about, don't even worry because most people get off the wait list. Other thing I want to talk about is the appeal option because I feel like not everyone knows about this option. I certainly didn't know about this option. What the appeal option really is for is if if you're in a situation where a lot has changed in your life or if there was an aspect of your life you realize you didn't get the chance to touch on in your application, and you got rejected from a school or even waitlisted, you can appeal. Typically, the appeals process is really kind of reserved for extenuating circumstances, but if you think that there's any chance at all, especially if it's a dream school, it doesn't hurt to give it one last chance. And usually what this is, is they'll have you write like a a really short essay. So you do have to have something new to bring to the table and something new to say, but it is an option, it is a shot in the dark, and you never know what will come out of it. I would say just go for it if you fall into that category. Okay, let's talk about community college. (sighs) Always consider community college as an option. People, and when I say people, I include myself in this, are quick to dismiss community college, but you should really think about it as a serious option. When I was in high school, I definitely bought into the idea that the media sells us of the college experience. 
And when I came to UC Santa Cruz, like, that's not at all what I got. The pandemic, first of all, kind of took that away. And then I came here and I realized UC Santa Cruz is not even a traditional campus in any sense of the word in that way. So that was never something that I was going to get but I'm going to be honest a big reason why I chose to come to UC Santa Cruz instead of going to community college was because I didn't want to go to community college and I had a very misinformed perspective on community college I realized that those standards were overrated anyways of like gaining the college experience the college experience is literally whatever you make of it and that quote-unquote vision of the college experience that the media sells us of like the football games and the sororities and all of that is not even really for everyone like I realized when I came here that is not necessarily what I needed out of college I think it's just important to kind of remember that community college has powerful powerful benefits that are important to be considered in the equation and you have to look past the stigma of community college because that is a very limited perspective that you're discounting if the only reason you're going to a school is to avoid going to community college you should definitely rethink your decisions going along with that if the only reason you're going to a school is to escape home you should really rethink your reasons. I don't necessarily regret my decision of not going to community college because I've had such amazing experiences here at UC Santa Cruz that no doubt if I had gone to any other school, like I wouldn't have been able to get, which is why I always say like everything happens for a reason, right? There's a reason why I ended up here at this school and my time here at this school has served me, alhamdulillah. But I definitely wish I had considered going to community college more and I would advise anyone to really have a mature outlook on going to community college. I was not a mature enough when I was 18 years old to look at community college and see it as a benefit because I was almost chasing something else and that's that's fine. I made that mistake and I learned from it and I feel like I've developed a more mature outlook on that going forward. So take it from me take the advice from me because if that's your only reason that that really should not be your only reason to go to a school another thing i wanted to talk about was comparison there's this quote i've i don't remember who said it but it's like comparison is the thief of joy it can be really easy to compare yourself to other people especially during this season i was lucky in the sense that a lot of the major college decisions were coming out when i was in quarantine and so when i was getting a rejection i didn't have to go to school the next day and have 20 people ask me about what my college decisions were in general i'm not the type of person who suffers a lot from comparison i've i feel like throughout my life i've had a really good mindset of like whatever is meant for me no one else can kind of take away and vice versa right like everything happens for a reason that's that's kind of how that mindset is how i kind of fight comparison but comparison gets the best of us and it's very easy to kind of slip into that when it is college decision season especially with in-person classes because that's literally what everyone's talking about at school the next day it can be challenging to get a rejection especially a rejection to your dream school and go to school the next day and then 
everyone's talking about it but you have to remember that you can never directly compare yourself to anyone especially with college decisions because again there are so many immeasurable factors in your application that you can't really compare and you have to remember also that comparing yourself to other people will never result in anything positive so why would you do it you have to really trust in yourself you have to trust in the fact that things are going to work out the way that things are going to work out and you have to also trust in the fact that whatever the situation you are put in what whatever school you end up choosing or going to you're going to make the most out of it as someone who is in my second year of college it doesn't really matter as much the school that you choose as it matters what you do with that school right you can go to a big school with lots of opportunities and just keep your head down and go to class and not really do much with it or you can go to a school that is smaller and that is less recognized and you can shine at that school and you can really take advantage of that school for all of its resources, the limited as they may be. And so I, I really like to remind people when people are like worrying about, you know, colleges and college decisions about the big fish small pond or small fish big pond analogy right you want to think about that when you're making your decisions and comparing schools you want to think about do i want to be the big fish in the small pond or do i want to be the small fish in the big pond and your answer may be different than other people's and that's okay as long as you know what you need and what is best for you when I was thinking about all of the various schools that I got into, when I was making my own decision, I made a lot of pros and cons lists. And you have to be honest and you have to be very reflective of yourself. Like, what do you genuinely want and need? Do not make decisions based on what other people think, your friends, your family. You need to think about what is best for you in this situation because you're the one who has to go to college and pursue that degree and spend the next two to four years at that university so you really need to be honest with yourself please do not choose to go to a school just because your best friend or a, or a lot of your friends are going to a school because i promise you when you go to college you will make new friends you will most likely change a lot and even if you do go to the same school as one of your friends from high school you may change in a way where you and your friend are not compatible anymore you can't make these huge life decisions based on you know a, a single person and this kind of goes the same for people who are in a relationship please don't base where you're going to school based on a high school relationship because it's not worth it to do that i guess the last thing that i want to leave you guys on for today's podcast episode is that wherever you end up you are going to make the best out of it as long as you have a open mindset of I want to learn and grow wherever you go if you take that with you if you carry that mindset with you you will do amazing and I think keeping that in mind will really take the pressure off of making the perfect college decision because you're not going to you're not always going to do that you can always make the decision that seems right in the moment but you're going to do a lot of learning and growing and the school that you end up at may not end up really working for you in the way that you perceived in that moment because you're making a decision about 
what seemingly is going to impact the rest of your life when you're 18 years old if that is the case and you end up at a university where after two years you don't feel like it's the right choice like you made a mistake it's okay always remember that transferring is always an option as well and going to community college is always an option at the end of the day it doesn't have to be the end-all be-all. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I know this was a very short one, but I thought it was a topic that I'm hoping that someone can kind of learn from, take some advice from, or if you're listening and you know someone that is struggling with this exact decision, this topic, please send this podcast episode over to them. Make sure to check out the show notes for any relevant links. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. In the future, I'm going to be making a video. I'm going to be filming a video on the pros and cons of UC Santa Cruz if you guys are specifically interested in Santa Cruz. And I've made a couple of videos just in the past about a little bit of college advice, so you can check that out. And I would love to hear any feedback you guys have on disclaimers aside. I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast episodes so far. So make sure to rate and review this podcast. If you have the Apple Podcast apps, you can actually leave a written review. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, you can also rate this podcast. I'm sharing kind reviews over on the podcast Instagram, which is at disclaimers aside weekly. So follow disclaimers aside on Instagram as well so that you can join the community because it's a really fun time over there. Besides that, I look forward to chatting with you guys next week. Goodbye.